Hey, you gorgeous thing. Welcome back to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. It's so great to have you back. We are at episode 44, so close to 50, and I'm excited. Today, I have got Emily Osman, your go-to marketing person. We're going to be talking about seven more advanced strategies that you should be implementing when it comes to Instagram this year. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're learning how to create an epic brand, find the right marketing strategies that work, and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom, and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business brand and big idea. Hey, hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, and this podcast is brought to you by The Connection Exchange, where we help you build a standout and confident brand so that you and your business aren't swimming in the sea of sameness. And today I am excited to have Emily Osman on the podcast talking about Instagram strategies because I feel like this is moving all the time. Things are changing, they're updating the app and if you are like me and my community, we love Instagram. I feel like it is kind of the number one place where I'm getting the most engagement. And so really learning how to make the most of my insights, understanding how the algorithm has changed and how you can get more engagement on your posts, as well as just building really great relationships with people that are following you. That's what we're talking about today. But before we do dive into this great interview with Emily, I just want to let you know about something very exciting that is coming up. The Play Big Brand Bold online course is starting on the 11th of March this year, which is 12 weeks of coaching, training, being in an amazing group of women. So if you really want to get savvy and confident to create the system strategies and structure to scale your business, then this one's for you. You might already have a business that is doing fairly well or you're wanting it to do better, but you just don't know how to build those strategies and get the right structure and system in order to really make the most of your time and to engage with more clients and attract the right type of clients to your business as well. So if you are looking for coaching and training, which will be live in this round for 12 weeks, then make sure you head over to playbigbrandbold.com and join the wait list so that you can find out more about when that goes live. This is like my favorite thing to run in my business and have had so many awesome women go through it and love watching them do big things. So make sure you pencil that into your diary the 11th of March, head over to playbigbrandbowl.com, find out more, and hopefully I'll see you inside. But let's dive into this week's podcast and let me introduce you to our guest today. So consider Emily Osman your social media mentor. You might know her from her popular interiors blog, getinmyhome.com, where she grew her Instagram to 10,000 followers in just over 12 months and was named a top 10 Instagram interiors account in Australia by Domain. But despite Instagram growing five times faster than the average social network and 70% of users actively searching for businesses on the app every day, many business owners are feeling lost and confused. And that's where Emily comes in. Inside her online community, the Modern Marketing Collective, Emily mentors women starting and growing their businesses to develop the clarity and confidence to market themselves with fun and ease. So today, as I said, we are diving into seven more advanced strategies, 
Hopefully you are going to be using all of them within the next couple of weeks once you've listened to it. It is a bit of a longer episode, but do make sure that you head over to the show notes because we've got all of the seven tips there with some examples as well, as well as all of Emily's connection links so that you can follow her and connect with her too. But without further ado, let's dive in. Emily, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Thanks, Sue. So good to be with you. I know. So um, so we met a few years ago. You came to my speaker's workshop. It feels like it was about three or four years ago now. Probably about that. Probably three, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so, and now I've seen you um, on video everywhere. You used to do a <laughs> lot in your marketing. I see you, you work for do some work for Metricon as well. Are you still doing that? That's right. Yeah. So host their events like an MC and also um, present their videos too. So learn some awesome things at your workshop. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I think you're a natural, to be honest, when I see you on those uh, videos. But that's exciting that you're kind of doing that work for them. So obviously I've shared a little bit about you and your business, but do you want to just tell us how you got to where you are now? Sure. So mine has been a windy journey, but it's always kind of been heading towards where I am now. Um, so studied, went to uni, studied politics, because I've always wanted to make an impact and do something and um, realised with my arts degree that was looking challenging to find work. But at the time I was doing some PR and I actually got a news reading gig on Channel 31. I thought, wow, I'm loving, I'm loving the media side of things and maybe that's my way that I can help tell stories. Um, so went on, did my master's in communications and through that I actually got more into the social media side of things. So wrote my thesis on social media and engagement. Wow. Yeah, and that was quite a few years ago now. So. so today we're talking about seven more advanced Instagram strategies for 2019 uh, and as we talked about, I think my audience are already using Instagram. They know the basics of it. And so I really kind of wanted to dive a little bit deeper into what should we be focusing on this year and what are some things that we maybe need to know more about? Yeah, fantastic. To sort of grow our Instagram and get more out of it. Sure. And I think you're right. I think a lot of people are now on Instagram, they're posting things, they're maybe like we discussed thinking about stories, but feeling a little bit hesitant. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to share some things that will kind of help them go to the next level and not be doing, I guess, what everyone else is doing as well. Um, so like we said, I've broken this into seven different points. So Number one is the type of content that people can share is thinking about um, sharing things that are savable. So what I mean by that is that um, engagement isn't just measured with how many likes a post gets and how many comments it gets, but Instagram also includes the number of saves that that post gets. So if people haven't heard about saves before, it's under the Instagram post, you've got the, um, the like, the comment, you can send the post to a friend, but in the bottom right under the image, you can also save it. So I'm sure you've probably got some really funky images you've saved. I've got I, have, I have to say, I have saved uh, videos that I've liked as inspiration for videos that I might want to do myself. Like where I see a video and I'm like, oh, that is very cool. Save that as a bit inspo. And then I also save recipes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mine's a lot of uh, engagement rings. At the <laughs> but, um, but you're right. And I think that's something else people can do is when they find a post that they really like, that's potentially in their industry, save it. And then they can go back when they're lost for ideas, what to share themselves. Just take that as inspiration and put it in their own words. Um, so what I want people to think about doing in terms of what content to share for themselves, and I did a little test earlier this week, is lists are a really good thing that people love to save. So for instance, I shared one that was 30 ideas for your social media. And I said to people, because this is the second thing I want people to do, once they've thought about the content they can share that would be really, really great, people want to save it to come back to, is to actually encourage their audience to save it. So they can just say in the caption of the post, hey, did you know that if you click that little icon in the right under the image, you can save it for later. So I tested that, did that, and I got um, almost half of the people that actually liked my post also saved it. So that's telling Instagram big, big engagement that you're getting on that post. Fantastic. So do you think, so out of the ones that you've saved, um, do you think that, videos are a good one as well so obviously you've got lists i'm just thinking like what sort of content would i come back to yeah cool so i've, I've got a couple of examples so for different industries um there might be one um if you're if you are in the health industry or that type of thing they could um share something like 20 healthy easy snacks because it's probably and this is what you want to think like it's something that people will want to come back to later yeah. Like, oh, that's, that's really, really good. They're, they're things I can use for my kids or when I'm really busy, I'm going to just bookmark that one. Um, another one, if you're a photographer and you're looking at, so you're thinking about sharing value for your audience. So it might be something like six of my favorite Melbourne locations to shoot at or something like that. Yeah. If you're a stylist, you can be sharing some insider secrets where you go. So it might be something like 10 favorite budget clothes stores. So just thinking about things that people will be like, oh, I've got to, like, I can't lose this one. I've got to save it and come back to it for later. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, something I would save is, you know, top new cafes in Melbourne. I know, I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> such always, a cafe culture. Like, I would save that and go back to it. And, like, an image of each cafe or something. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think so there's the two ways there, thinking about the content people can share that is, and like I said, lists work really well, but perhaps it is a video where you're sharing some different tips in there um, and then telling your audience. So being actually proactive about it and saying, hey, sh save this one. Did you know you can save it and come back to it later? But then also us as business owners, there's just so much content out there that we can take the inspiration from. So like you said, Suze, we can save posts and actually use it as our content down the track, use it as inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good. So I think just thinking about what sort of things would your audience want to refer back to when it comes to your area of expertise, which could be tips or recommendations or five things to do or lists like you were so, saying. And for you, if we give like your business an example, it might be something like um, you could even give a list of different, I don't know, if you're talking about camera and presenting to camera, you might give a list of great clothes stores that you can get really great clothes from to wear on camera or yeah. like 10 things to avoid, like avoid black, avoid these types of prints and you can yeah. give a list. Or it could be 10, um, 10 different things to do before you switch the camera on. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah, I like that as well. Okay. Obviously, I wouldn't just be recommending Gourmet. But, um. <laughs> 
please be an ambassador for them or something. Yeah, okay. All right, awesome. I think that's great. What's our second one? All right, so number two, and this goes against what I think a lot of people believe. So it's around, yeah, so it's around the length of the post. So I want people to be sharing longer form content on Instagram. So let me explain why, first of all. So um, engagement is measured on Instagram by also the, the amount of time people spend looking at your post. So we don't want people just quickly reading that one line caption that we've written and scrolling past. We want people to pause, press the read more and expand the post and read it because that's going to tell Instagram that people are engaging in our content. So that's really important to think about. Now, it doesn't have to be every single post, but I do recommend that people can add a bit more into their captions. And also when we share just like a one sentence caption, I want people to think about how much opportunity that gives for their audience to actually connect with them and get to know them better Um, because Instagram is all about building connections and relationships. So I always say like no more posts that are just saying things like happy Wednesday or thank God it's the weekend, happy Friday, which a lot of businesses do, I think, because they feel like they have to get some sort of post out and they see other people doing that. It's easy. But I'd rather people post less and actually post better content. Mm. Um, Now, another thing on that when it comes to actually sharing a little bit more in people's captions is they can also think as a little tactic about the first line that they share. And again, this is, we've just talked about saving posts. So we can, when we see a great first line that we're like, oh my gosh, I have to read this post. We can save that as inspiration, but it might be something like um, starting your caption with, "I'm, I'm embarrassed to share this, but or, okay, I can't believe I'm about to tell you this, or something like that that people are like, oh, hold up, I've got to read what they're about to tell me, rather than just something that's a bit more mundane. So that's a little bit of a trick. And what I do sometimes is I'll put a first little, like almost provocative kind of um, sentence or phrase in capitals. So it might be like, stop telling yourself this. Yeah. And then it kind of gets people's attention. Um, but I know like in my um, membership, a lot of my students say, oh, I don't want to like, I don't want to bore people or, oh, I only read the short captions. But when they dig down into it, they realize that those ones that they actually do stop and expand are the ones that really mean something to them. Yeah. Um, I was actually sharing on my Insta stories yesterday or the day before I had a bit of a brainwave because I, you know how you just go through fits and spurts of inspiration when it comes to Insta and all the rest of it. And, you know, that longer form content can sometimes take it out of you. It's like, you know, well, what am I going to write today and that sort of thing. But what I found is that prior to now, what I've done is that I go into my scheduler because I'm a desktop girl. I write a lot better when I'm on my desktop than on my phone. And I, uh, and so when I go and I post an image and then I do a caption and then I post a different image and then a different caption and I'm sort of chopping and changing content and what I'm writing about, I find it hard to flow. And so what I did the other day is that I actually sat with a Word document and on the side of my desk, I've got my content pillars, my key themes, what my core message is, all that sort of thing. So then I'm always looking at it and always very clear about what I want to be known for and talk about. And so I sat with a Word document the other day and I just took like one of my content pillars 
uh, or one of my key themes, which is around helping women who want to run more events to grow their business. Uh, and so I sat and I wrote like seven quite long tips on that. And so I was really in flow. And so I just sat and I wrote that all in a Word document. Uh, and then I had a hashtag exchanger event tips. So that if somebody wanted to go and find all of those event tips, they could search on that hashtag and those posts would come up. Uh, and then I went and did it for like three or four other key topics. And now I've got like 40 really solid, useful, informative tips that are aligned with what I talk about in a Word document that I can just go copy and paste. Like every three or four days, I can, you know, add that in as a different piece of content. And I just have found it's so much easier Yeah, that when you're in flow and you're writing. So if you struggle like me uh, to be chopping and changing and thinking of different things all the time, I mean, I still do the more spontaneous is the word I'm looking for, but I've also got a whole lot of this other content that I'm also posting that is more substantial and useful as well, That's perfect. which has been really good. That's perfect because I think um, what happens is that we're there like 9 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock at night and we're looking at like the blinking cursor and we're just like, I have nothing to say. <laughs> so we either just put like something that is pretty irrelevant yeah. or it just really doesn't connect with our audience or we're just saying it's too hard, I'm just not going to post. So you've just explained like a really good system that you've got that I do recommend um, and it, it's kind of batching, which I think you yeah. talk about too, Suze, is um, not, tr- not chopping because when we chop and change between all these different tasks, we don't really get any done really, really well. Yes. So you can, if, if your community think about maybe Mondays, they might do prepared different captions that they can roll out or it might even be one day of the month or one week of the month that is the week that they focus on Instagram and just their head is all about Instagram that week so they can think of those different captions to write Um, and also like you said it's because I think people get worried too that they think oh it's gonna I can't then share things when they happen but they totally can it's just giving them lots of content backed up that they've got, so when they're 9 o'clock at night looking at the blinking cursor, they've got something great to share, it's already done, but of course they can share things in as they happen. Um, I mean, for me, I need schedule sort of a week in advance, um, so I'm not sort of doing more than that usually. I mean, with this I could probably do a lot more, but then I do like to just save things for whatever's happening at the time you know, save some, save some space. But I find that I can manage that in my scheduler anyway. But I just kind of, that was a bit of a brainwave for me the other day where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like when you're in flow and you're thinking about one thing, you can write a yeah. lot about it and then break that down. Um, and that's probably a lot more helpful for your readers anyway. And that's what I was actually sitting down with a client yesterday and um, looking at her content schedule. And like you've just talked about when you're thinking about just one thing. So let's say for you, it might be um, in your business, you're talking about presenting to camera. So you can write down, okay, and it might be for the whole month. That's kind of your key content. So it might be right. Presenting to camera is January. And then you can go through different posts. It might be um, what you need to know about presenting to camera, um, what you need to do before you turn the camera on, some great camera tips for you. Um, and, and then you just go into these little mini topics around that content and then you're done. And then the next month you can move on to the next one and you can pull out 
Um, so for instance, my client yesterday, we were talking about um, like meditation. So for her, it was, well, what is meditation? That's one post. What isn't meditation? That's another one. What is what are mis, mis, misbeliefs about meditation? That's another whole post. Uh, why meditate? That's another one. And you can just break it all into little topics and you've got heaps of content. I think that's what people struggle with. They're like, I don't have anything to say. But I swear, if there's no one out there that has nothing to say. Every business has got these really interesting things that they can share and all this knowledge that they probably think everyone else knows, but they don't. Yes, the curse of knowledge. <laughs> Assuming everybody knows what you know exactly yeah absolutely fantastic so that leads in actually to my next one which is actually thinking about changing our behavior so in the past we've basically used social media to send traffic to our website that's still great but we are kind of being a bit rude and mean to our social media audience when all we are doing is pushing them, trying to get them off Instagram onto our blog. So instead of saying, so I said this old school marketing is saying, hey, click the link in my bio. I've just read a new blog post. Go and read it. And you're, you're, you're telling your audience that you're not going to share it with them. They have to go to your website and view it. Okay. People don't want to leave Instagram when they're sitting there at night reading it. So instead, give them the content. That is because they're not, you might get 1% of people that will actually go be like, oh, okay, I'm going to click and go read the content. If you give them the content where they are on the platform, they're going to start engaging with it and all that type of thing and saving it and sending it to people. Um, so your aim is to actually think about giving them the value on the platforms that they are on. Okay. So that's something else too. So for instance, yeah, if you've got a blog post that you've written, take out a couple of the key points and put them into your Instagram caption. And that's another way that you can create that longer form content on Instagram too because people have probably got blog posts that are sitting there on their website that they've never really taken content out of. And that's all about the repurposing too. Take that blog post, turn it into five different social media posts that you can share on social media rather than just saying, which I think is the most boring caption, saying, hey, I've just written a new blog post, click the link in my bio to go read it because I don't know if any of us have ever done that. Yeah. And that was actually one of the other um, things the other night in my Word document was going back over old content and pulling out tips from that too. Perfect. And that's so the thing. You, already... don't to, you don't want to reinvent the wheel like when you've already spent the time. Yeah. Exactly. And a lot of us have already got all that content out there. Another thing that we can do is look at the best performing posts that we've had and then just figure out how we can say it again in different words. Because yeah. if it's resonated so well, keep coming back to that type of point because obviously your audience really connected with that. Yeah, that's interesting as well. Now, when it comes to link in bio, what is your stance on link trade? I love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really good because it allows you, for instance, if you if you do have different promotions or different things running at different times, you can add them in there. So yeah. if you are, say, if you, for instance, you've got a couple of workshops coming up, you can link to the different ones on there with the dates and it makes it really easy for people. Yeah. Um, you can also, because I think as well, people just simply sometimes want to visit your website. So you can just say, hey, click here to visit my website. Um, or you might have been in the media. So you can send people to the article. So still talk about that in your posts, but don't just... Yeah. Your content you give them be like, hey, go off Instagram now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's but, interesting because I kind of hear a lot of different things. Um, we're going to talk about hashtags in a bit as well, 
But it's like the other day uh, I was listening to another podcast and they were like, oh, you should only now only use two hashtags um, in your post. And I was like, wow, okay, that's interesting. Not sure if that's true. And then somebody else is saying, don't use Linktree, only ever use your website and send them to the one page you want people to go to the most. And so there's a lot of like conflicting yeah. information out there as well. And I'm like, well, I use Linktree all the time. Yeah. I think it makes it easy. It um, does. Yeah. So, so I might just say like if people haven't heard of Linktree, basically as we know in your Instagram bio, you can only have one link. So people normally just have their website link. Um, but what Sue's just talking about is Linktree where you can actually, it's free for people to use. They can just go to Linktree and Google that. And then people can set up like five different links or URLs. So it might be five different pages on your website or like we talked about in the media, if you've been featured or anything like that, that you can then refer to in your Instagram stories and or when someone lands on your profile and they click, they'll be they'll have different options for where to go. Um, I would say on that, if you've got one, if you do have just one big campaign or promotion that you're running, just you can just put that link in your bio because then you know people are only going to head to that. Like if it's a sign up page and you're doing um, some strategies around building your email list and you've got a free um, lead magnet, free download for people, um, and all you're doing is promoting that, then yeah, I think it's probably a good idea to just have that link there but I think what businesses do is all they ever do is just put their if they're not using Linktree they just put their website URL yeah. and they're never really being strategic about sending people to sign up to their email list or read read whatever it is they shared and that type of thing so yeah thinking about how you can be strategic um, but you can think about Linktree is really great and then if you've got one big campaign you want to send all the traffic to that one page yeah, for sure. Awesome. And so that tip was really about Instagram first and making sure that mm -hmm. you're giving people content where they are rather and than I'm, sending them elsewhere. That's right. And also, um, just to finish that one off, is we can think of Instagram now basically like a blog. So each, and because I know it can take a while to write those posts, and like you probably found the other day when you sat down and wrote, wrote those longer form pieces, it takes a little bit of time. Yeah, because you're really thinking about it. I mean, it is yeah. a bit, I mean, I always call it micro-content. It's like, you know, how many characters, like you've only got a certain amount of characters that you can have in your post anyway. Mm. And so I was writing and then it was saying, you're only <laughs> the limit. So I'm like, okay, be more succinct, Suze. Yeah. Um, and, and then I sort of maybe broke that down into two different tips rather than trying to put it into one. So I think that's, yeah, obviously the limit is good, but it also makes you think what is the most valuable mm content or useful content that I can give this person on this particular topic right now. That's right. That's perfect. And um, what I recommend is just people to break the content into mini paragraphs so it's not yeah. one big chunk of text. And you can sprinkle in some emojis just to kind of, you know, add some um, bit of fun and character and highlight what you're saying. Um, but, yeah, you're just thinking about what would be something that people would want to tag their friends into a comment on on my content if it's super valuable or helpful or funny or anything for them. So, yeah. yeah, Instagram first for your content. Very good. Now, question I've got just before mm. we go on to the next one, which is my favourite, um, is how many posts a day are you posting? Oh, a day. I think you need to say a week. <laughs> <laughs> a week? It's no, a really good question because a lot of people say how many how many posts should I do? So I will post approximately three times a week. On okay. My, 
Yeah. So it's less than, it's actually less than what you think. You don't wow. need to post every day. So in the past, I started teaching Instagram like four years ago. And the best strategy then was to post three times a day or, or more because the algorithm would show your post when people were on Instagram. Yeah. Whereas as you know, I think it was a couple of years ago now, Instagram changed the algorithm. Um, so it's no longer showing posts when they're posted but it's showing based on things like how relevant that content is for you, how much engagement that post got. And you'll find if you go onto your Instagram newsfeed and look over the posts that are there, you'll see some posts from a day ago or two days ago. Yeah. So Instagram, say if Suze, you posted three posts today or even what like daily, you are actually kind of sabotaging your chance of getting your posts in the newsfeed because Instagram's not going to show all the posts from one person it actually will want the combination of posts from different people. So what, and a lot of people are posting, over-posting basically, and they're finding that their engagement is a bit off. They're not getting a heap of engagement. Whereas if they focused, and like people are probably thinking, oh, it's going to be really hard to write longer posts. Well, actually, just half the amount of posts you're sharing a week, and you can actually put a bit more effort into the post you're sharing. And I say let that post run for a couple of days. Because I find, and I was actually saying this to one of my members yesterday, about half of my engagement will come in that first, because I normally post in the evening. So before I go to bed, I've probably got about half of the engagement I'm going to get or a bit less. Over the next 24 to 48 hours, the other half keeps rolling in. Whereas if I were to post a new content, new fresh content the next day, Instagram's going to choose one of those to show in the news feed. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so it is interesting. Test that out next yeah, do. And you'll, you should see the amount of engagement you're actually getting on your posts will go up versus okay. what you're now posting every day. Yeah. So I feel like these things are always changing. Yeah, they are. <laughs> anyway. So post less on your posts, but post more to your stories. Yes, pick number four, which is like my <laughs> favourite. I do have a slight obsession with stories. Yeah. Because uh, it's just so fun. That's right. So I guess let me start with why it's important, but then we've discussed how it is a bit scary. So I think we can go into that too. Um, so basically, like I've just said about Instagram posts, it's a, such a competitive space. People, are, you're only going to get, five, 10% of people actually see your posts and engage with it. Whereas Instagram stories, once you're up the top of that little, um, on the top of the screen, there's so many more content, so much more content that you can see. And also it works with the algorithm too. So if I watched your Instagram stories every time you post them or most times you post them, you're always going to come up towards the start of that feed there. Um, But also as well, Instagram will automatically just keep rolling through all those different stories for accounts. Um, So we want to be thinking about, right, how can I get up onto the top of Instagram and share some content up there too? Because we we basically can't really overpost on Instagram stories. And it's a great way to test different content too. So I see that your Instagram posts, those really ones that you have put your effort into, you want people to be tagging their friends in, sharing, saving. Um, you really want to get the really high engagement on those. And then your Instagram stories, you can, like I said, test different content. It can, be, it doesn't have to be perfect. You can do some really fun things in there, which we can get to as well. Um, but also just overall on Instagram, 
Instagram takes into account what different features people are using. So if you are, so this might be the thing that gets people over the line to say, screw it, I'm just going to do my first story. But um, Instagram, if you're only sharing posts, it's going to say that your account is less engaging and it's going to rank you lower than the accounts that are using posts and stories and Instagram messages. So that's another reason just actually push yourself out of your comfort zone and start sharing content to stories too. Um, so a couple of tips with that, um, a really simple one, which again, cause we're trying to drive people to see our post and get engagement is as soon as you've shared a post, then you can click the little airplane under your post and click that and then add to your story. So that's something that we can all do. And I want people to just write a little sentence or a little phrase that will make people want to read the post. So it might be something like, um, don't, you don't want to miss this or get my, like, get my top tips here or just a little explanation to give the context of the post. Yep. And then you can add, a little, add another little bit of text that says click, click the post to read it because some people don't realize what they're seeing. They just think it's an image in their stories. Um, so just be really explicit and clear about this is your latest post and why people should read it. And then you'll get that popping up at the top of the um, Instagram news feed. People will see your story and you've probably got more chances of seeing um, people, more people seeing your post if you do that too. Very good. So we were talking a bit before that um, and some of my clients as well, there's just a fear around stories. I think it's just getting used to using them is one thing, but also just showing up on video generally is obviously a bit scary for people too. Um, and so I kind of think that with the filters and the fact that you don't always have to be on camera yourself, those sorts of things, if, if anybody's listening and they're thinking, I really want to do stories, but... I find it really scary. I shared with some of my, some of our exchanger members as well, just like shoot what's going on. Yeah. Like where are you? What's happening? What are you working on? Show like something that's happening and then maybe you can talk over it. Like try different things. It doesn't always have to be like your face on the screen. Obviously I think that your face on the screen is super important, but I think if you're easing into it and just trying to get used to it, then there are lots of other things that you can be doing as well. Yeah, that's perfect. And that might be, if, if people haven't started doing using stories yet, that might be just even looking at sharing their posts to there. And like you said, and I think you're also a Gary Vaynerchuk fan. You went to him <laughs> I go in and out with Gary. Okay, okay. I'm I'm out. Out. I, I do love him, yeah. Uh, but as you know, he... so. If you don't know, he's a marketing expert for other people um, in the States. And so his famous phrase is document, don't create. So that's the whole thing about Instagram stories. You're not actually looking at creating special content for Instagram stories. You can simply document and just show people what you're doing. You don't have to think about having a perfect setup or anything like that. And people don't have to have special cameras or special lights because actually the less perfect it is, the more engaging it is. Yeah. And I know it, it, it can be scary to get your face on camera, but I think once people try that and just speak a little bit to the camera, they'll find how much, how many messages they get from people because we're just such curious people. We love seeing other people. Yes. Um, so even if people maybe try and do that once a week, they just share a little update from their business or talk about something that's going on. Um, and I've got a few tips around going on camera too. So
first of all, light. Thinking about just getting up against a window, getting the natural light on your face, that's just going to help make you look, um, get the light going on your face, which is also really, really good. Number two is looking at the actual camera lens, not the screen. <laughs> oh, I gave this tip yesterday on stories. Yes, it drives me nuts. Yeah, but anyway. Because if that people look, are looking at themselves on the screen, it looks like their eyes are just going down and it's just, you know. Well, it looks like they're looking somewhere else. Yeah. They're not looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's number two. Um, number three is also, and for me it comes quite naturally because I'm quite a smiley person, I think. But if you're not, just force yourself to probably over-smile. Because that gives, seriously, it gives the energy and makes you actually look like you're enjoying yourself. But if people, if you're kind of just looking pretty serious, it can be a little bit painful. So just try and put a smile on your face um, and you'll find that probably relaxes you a bit more too. And then number four is when you share your Instagram story, actually write some captions for what you're talking about. Yeah. So they, they don't have to be the whole thing that you've said, obviously. But if you're saying, hey, I'm really excited to share some tips with you today, this is my tip number one, and then you talk about that, tip number two, on your different stories that you share, you can just write one little sentence that summarizes what you're talking about because a lot of people will list, will watch your stories without the sound. And if I'm doing that, I just, you know, there's no point me watching them if I don't have the sound on, if I'm on the train or something like that. So you want to give people value always. So you're thinking, right, if someone's got the sound off, I'm just going to summarize what I've shared in the caption. So does that make sense? So people can use a little text button and just write point number one was this. And they're going to find, again, the engagement will shoot through the roof because they're actually helping people understand what they're saying rather than people having to watch through the whole story if they don't have time to. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's a, that's a key thing to think about. Yeah, interesting. And with stories, this is, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Um, somebody once said that when your dashes turn to dots, <laughs> yeah. it's time to step away from the camera. <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> I would concur with that. <laughs> which just means that yeah there are if, if you're doing an excessive number of stories probably like 50 stories or something to well well i think it's a really good measure when your dashes turn yeah. to dots which is at the top of your screen it shows how many stories you've done in the last 24 hours yeah um i think that's something <laughs> i always think about. Might just pull it back a little bit but i would i don't think many people will suffer from that um so so but yeah it's a good tip good tip <laughs> but anyway very good what's next all right so number five is going deeper into analytics so i think most people if they're not are probably on a business account business account on instagram which is really really good and i recommend doing that um, because then you have access into your insights. So people can look at where your followers are from, what um, breakdown of gender, if you've got like 99% female or whatever, um, what age groups they are. So that's really, really helpful to know. But we do want to go a little bit deeper into analytics today. So I think what might surprise a lot of people is, and you do need to be on the business account for this one, but you can actually see post-level insights. So on a post, underneath it, it, people can click view insights and then it can actually see the activity that's happening on that specific post so like we've talked about engagement isn't just ranked by or rated by Instagram based on how many likes and comments your post gets 
but also with things like how many saves the post gets and how many sends. So how many people sent your post to their friend in a message. Um, so if you click view insights, you'll find out on each post, how, like I said, how many saves you get, how many people sent it to a friend and also how many people saw your post um, and then went and visited your profile as well. So you just, and then if you swipe up on that, you'll get even more. So you can be how many people visited your profile, how many people came um, from your newsfeed, and also, which we can dig into more, is how many people found your post from hashtags. Yes, I was actually looking at this the other day. So just to explain that again, so when you go to your image in the feed, where it's got promote on the right-hand side as a blue button, on the left, there is view insights. And can I just tell you, I always go to my analytics up the top of my, like the, where the, what's it called? Like where the, the burger is. Yeah. yeah, on the top right. And I don't think I ever realised that there was a view analytics on the actual single post. And I think that's fair enough because it kind of just snuck in there. And well, a lot I of people look at the promote. I, and I just don't think that I looked at view insights. So, like I said to you, I did that little test with my post earlier this week and said, and encourage people to save it. So when I click the insights on that post, I can see how many people saved it. I can also see how many people sent it to a friend and then how many people visited my profile after seeing the posts. So I would encourage people, whether they want to do that weekly or just whenever they think of it, Go and have a look at the insights on your posts because you might be surprised. It's kind of weird when you share a photo of yourself and you get all these saves. <laughs> it might that freak you weird. out a bit. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's about the content that you've shared and you can see even if the post maybe didn't get as many likes or comments, yeah. you might have a heap of saves. So that's telling you something about that post too. Or you might have had quite a surprising number of people send your post to their friends. So it's giving you those extra insights that aren't actually obvious just by looking at your post itself. Yeah. So I wanted to touch on the hashtags because if you then swipe up on when you've clicked view insights and then swipe up, you're going to see um, where people found your post from. So, and how many people followed you after seeing the post? So if you look at impressions, it's going to tell you how many people found you from their home screen, how many people found you from hashtags. And I encourage people to look at that because if that's super low, then you're probably not using hashtags very effectively. What's super low? Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> what is defined as super low? Let's say you've got 100 likes or something like that, and you've got two people found you or five people found you from hashtags, I'd say that's probably pretty low. Okay. Um, but if it was like maybe 20% 20, 20 of people found you from hashtags, I'd say, look, that's probably a really good hashtag set you're using. So 20% is not a bad number that's of times. Yeah, yeah. That's but if it's to go and work it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. But impressions, yeah. You're looking like I've seen um, posts that might have a quarter or even a half of people found them from hashtags. Okay, that's interesting. So I've got one which was mm. one that performed quite well this week. I think it was. Yeah. Which is done is better than perfect, and I got a hundred likes on it, and seventy five people found me from hashtags. Oh, that's big. Not all of my posts are like that. 
And that's impressions also. So you probably had quite a few impressions. So I got 639 impressions on that. Yeah. From, so what's from home? So that's their home screen. So that's the news feed. Oh, okay. So 536. Hashtags was 75. What's from profile where they went directly to my profile? And then looked at the post. Okay. So that was 17. And then yeah. from other was 11. And that's, I don't know where other is from. <laughs> okay. So, so, but I would then compare that to a few of your others. So you can get a bit of a baseline for your posts. Yeah. And see, oh, 75, maybe that's actually quite low for you. Or maybe that was really high for you. So, and what I recommend on that is people can just review, say at the end of every month, go in, have a look at them, compare how many, what posts were visits come from the hashtags? How many saves did they get? And just do a bit of a tracking of which posts were really, really performed really, really well. Because then you know what content to post more of. Mm, very good. And so just on hashtags, because we were talking about that as well, is researching hashtags. What's the best way to research which hashtags you should be using? So how do you go about doing that? Cool. So there's a few things here. And I just might start with what I recommend people doing with their hashtags. So I find that what I call location hashtags work really, really well. So you're targeting a pretty specific audience when you use location hashtags. So just to give an example, if you're an interior designer based in Melbourne, great hashtags would be Melbourne interior designer and hashtag interior designer Melbourne. And then you might say if you're based in um, Fitzroy, you might also do Fitzroy interior designer, interior designer Fitzroy, because you're tapping into a super specific location basically. So I always recommend location hashtags. The other one that's really good is what I call community hashtags. So it would be things like, and I know I think you really like the magazine Collective Hub, yes. Collective Magazine. So an example of a community hashtag would be the hashtag Collective Hub. So basically that's when you're tapping into movements or blogs or magazines that bring like-minded people together. So it's a great way to get in front of like-minded people. Then the third one is descriptive hashtags. So talking about, so for you it might be something like speaking training or something like that. So you're actually talking about what your business is. Um, if the post, yes. So it doesn't matter, like if you go and you check that hashtag and it doesn't have... A lot of followers. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to okay. <laughs> Yeah, because that is super important. Um, but just to give people a bit of a breakdown on the type they want to look at is those communities, locations, and then descriptive. So, for instance, if the interior designer posted a photo of a beautiful Hamptons kitchen, they could hashtag Hamptons kitchen because people will be looking for that content. Now, on your point, Suze, because it's a great question, like how many posts should already be tagged with that hashtag? So if it's over a million, then you're just not going to get your post found under that hashtag unless there's a real fluke and sometimes that might happen and you get on the featured posts under that hashtag. But I would just say general rule, stick away from hashtags that have millions or even just a million posts under it. A lot of people use those hashtags. So it might be hashtag business, hashtag workshop, hashtag um, interiors, Hashtag Friday. And they're just way too broad. It's going to do, it's not going to bring any new people looking at their content. 
Now, I was sitting down with someone yesterday and looking at her hashtags, and she was the only one using this hashtag. So I was like, oh, interesting hashtag. Let's click on that and look at the posts under there. And they were all her own posts, which shows that she's the only one using that hashtag, and she's not going to have other people finding her content from that because it's obviously not the one that's in use from other people. So you can look at hashtags that might have a few thousand and posts already under it, and that would be a real quite niche one to go for. A few tens of thousands is really, really good. And then you go into the hundreds of thousands, which can also be good. And you want to just look at combining a few hashtags from each of those different groups on each of your posts. Because if you go all really, really specific, you're probably not going to get also the big reach too. Um, so... Just yeah. another question on that. Yeah. So I was doing some hashtag research the other day just on Insta um, and just, I guess, going over, I've got groups of hashtags for different topics that I talk about. So I've got one for events, one for community, one for video marketing. So, you know, obviously all those hashtags are relevant to that particular topic. Uh, and then I've just got them in my Google Notes so that I can copy and paste them. Uh, and so I went and take, took a look at those hashtags that I've been using just to take a look and see how popular they are, etc. Should I care about the quality of the other posts that sit under that hashtag? And I'll tell you why I'm asking. There was one particular post or hashtag where when I searched it and I looked at all the content, the quality of the content wasn't great. Mm. Should I care about that? Um, it, yeah, that can, that can be a really interesting thing to look at because if it's just people that are, like if it's just spammy accounts using that hashtag, yeah, probably not a good one to use. Yeah. And I remember um, back in the day, like five years ago or something, when I was managing an account for someone, for a client, and, I, and she had beach care products. So I thought, oh, you know, great, I'll do like bikini or something like that. And um, I was like, oh, I better look what's under here. No, don't want to be using that hashtag. <laughs> no, I <laughs> not have to take a look at the content under the hashtag as yeah, well as the volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and how people can do that, if they're not sure how to look how many posts are already used that hashtag, they can search for it in, basically just search for it in Instagram and click tags. And then they'll be able to see the number of posts that are under there. Um, so just in terms of actually finding hashtags to share, um, to use, sorry, um, is for instance, if I, if it was the interior designer, she could search in Instagram, hashtag Melbourne interiors and under that, providing there's enough, um, it's used enough, it's a um, hashtag that's used enough, it will bring up related hashtags. So it will then say all these other ones that she can use. And I know it's, it does take a little bit of time, but it is a really great way to find similar hashtags for people to use and to find ones that you would have never thought of and never really knew were being used. So yeah, well, I changed some of my hashtags the other day through suggestions because yeah. either the hashtag that I was using wasn't, I didn't love the content that was under yeah. it. Um, and these are, I guess, more general ones rather than specific. But then some of the suggestions that came up and I went and looked at those, I thought, oh, that, that looks like a good one. And it's a, there's, it's not too many, you know, yeah. people using it. And so I changed a few of mine. So, yeah, I'm just testing mm. new hashtags out as well. But I did want to ask you, so there was somebody who's got a fairly large account that was saying that we're now moving to where you really only need to use 
one or two hashtags. Have you heard that? Is that like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So that's, if they have a huge account, they probably don't really care about using hashtags to get more followers. But if we're trying to grow our account, I still recommend using, because you can use up to 30. Yeah. We use all 30 and use, post them on a comment on your post so it's not in your actual caption and making that look all messy. Um, but, yeah, it's still to this day that we're recording, it's still effective to be using 30. 30 if you want to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend doing that. What I would say is that you, you do want to use as many as you can, but you don't want to use the same hashtags on every single post because yeah. that can flag to Instagram. So like what you do, Suze, you've got your different categories that you've set up with your different hashtag sets. And I would also look, you can go one further and just change a couple of hashtags in each set. That's what I normally do before I post. I'll always just change a couple so that they all are unique because you never know what might happen then. You might hit a couple of, like it might be a really, really good set for you. And you're also just not letting Instagram think that you're kind of cheating the system, posting yeah. the same things all the time. Um, something that I was going to say, I use an app called Plan. Have you, do you use that one? Yes, yeah. I do. When I'm on my mobile, when I'm yeah. not on my desktop, although they are. I know. Desktop app, which I am very excited about. But yeah, no. when I'm on the go, I do use Plan. Yeah, cool. So in there, so it's an app that you can, um, basically map out your posts. You can prepare your captions in there. Um, and like Sue said, so they are launching a desktop version, which would be good, but I use the app. And in there, it tells you under your analytics how well your hashtag sets perform. So that's really good for people too. If they're not really sure, they can actually find those insights within plan to see what hashtag sets were most got the most um, engagement on their posts. So that's really handy too in terms of looking what's working. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, and Plan is great for, like, as far as an app goes for your Instagram, I highly recommend it. And it's built by an Australian, which yeah. I love too. So, and great support. So, anyway, we'll plug for Plan. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Two last little points for people. Um, so, this one's important. So, it's all about being active, not passive on Instagram. So, a lot of people want to grow their Instagram followers and they want to grow their account. But what they do is just post and hope, really. So instead of that, the more that we engage on Instagram ourselves and other people's content, the more engagement we'll get on ours. Yeah. So what I tell my members is that you've got two different things. You've got your on-post engagement and then your off-post engagement. So your on-post engagement is basically looking at how you can set up your post best as possible to attract engagement. So that's things like adding those hashtags, adding a location in there, um, creating that really exciting first sentence that's going to want people to um, keep reading or telling people, hey, save this post. So doing all those things to optimise your post for the best engagement and then, of course, responding when people comment because you see a lot of accounts that post and then they just go off and never even reply to the people that write on there. So the quicker that you respond to comments, the more Instagram is going to reward you because it's going to say, great, that's an active account. I'm going to push their post higher in the newsfeed. Mm. So that's really, really important. I do struggle with that a little bit because I'm trying to be really conscious about how much time I'm spending on social as well. So um, I know that by responding quickly, you get your engagement up as well. So I, I'm in a struggle with that at the yeah. moment where I'm like, I want to be responsive, but I don't want to be a slave to the post. Yeah, totally. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I hear that. So what I say is if you just post, say, three times a week and maybe you've got that half an hour or an hour where you can have your phone near you after you post to reply to those comments, that's the, that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. So push that post and you're making sure that you've got a little bit of time after that to actually engage with your audience and reward them once they've commented with you because that's the best way to get more people to see your post. If yeah. as soon as you posted, people are commenting for you to comment back quickly. So, and then you don't have to worry. Take it, you know, you can then not worry so much over the next day with your Instagram because you're not worrying about trying to post again. Yeah, you're letting people out and responding. So that's, again, posting a little bit less, but you're, sh you're actually shifting your time from posting to engaging. Yeah. That's a really good thing. And with your three posts, not to yeah, yeah. still stay on this topic, but with your three posts, do you find that you're still growing? Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I find it really interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Um, yeah, and I split those into my different categories. Yeah. You've got like your personal posts where you're giving um, tips and advice and where you're maybe um, reinforcing the identity of your target audience or sharing something a bit deeper, that type of thing. Um, so you can roll through those categories. Um, so yeah, so that one's about being more active. So you've got your on-post engagement and then you've got your off-post engagement. So that's where if people want to grow their Instagram, the best thing they can do is go and seek out other accounts. And instead of thinking, okay, I'm going to, I want to get more followers, just get that little shift in their head about how many more people can I build a relationship with and how many more connections can I make? Because I think I found you back on Instagram probably. And it's amazing when you, yeah, when you think about the people that you have connected with on Instagram, like there's years long friendships and people that I think of really highly in business and I chat with on Instagram because I found them on there or they found me and all that type of thing. So it's if people, I think people that maybe are newer to Instagram or aren't maybe using it a lot for the engagement side of things, they don't realize how amazing it is for relationships i found it really interesting because i found that stories has really helped me build more in real life relationships which has been great like i mean i definitely chat with people uh through the feed but it's like times a hundred mm. on stories yeah, absolutely. and then through dms and yeah. and now i love it people send me like private video stories to me yeah. Amazing. And they're like, Suze, I just listened to your podcast, blah, blah, blah. And they're just sending it to me. That's so and I also love the new voice recorder um, on Instagram as well. So when somebody asks me a question, instead of sitting and typing, I just hit the mic button and then I just respond verbally to them. Um, so good, isn't it? So yeah, from an engagement perspective, I have found stories uh, more enjoyable. Yeah. But also has really like 10 x my engagement yeah. and relationship building, which has been amazing. Such a good point. And that's another reason if people aren't already on stories. Yeah, I think they'll be surprised what happens once they start using them and start putting themselves in their stories because it's show, you're showing people yourself and you are building that rapport with people. So it's so true what you say. Well, um, I just think when you see somebody on a regular basis, especially if you're on stories daily or fairly regularly, People just think that they know you. Yeah. Like it's, you know, when you meet somebody, it's like, well, I've already seen you every day for the last yeah. year. <laughs> it's like, it's like and there's so much more 
And there's nothing much more powerful than that, really. Yeah. Is there for your business, for people to think that they know you? So um, just lastly on that, what people can do proactively to go out is, I just say when you, when you're, because we all look at stories. So when you're looking at a story and you like it, just write a little message to that person and tell them that you liked it. That's the easiest thing you can do. Instead of being passive and just watching, start actually being part of the community, looking at how you can build relationships and just give some love out because the more that you comment and leave um, replies or send DMs to different people, the more you're going to attract back to. So it's a win-win type of thing. And you might be surprised like how those connections do build. Yeah. But I also just think it's about a mindset of conversation. Mm. It's like, this is like where, like when you tell me that you just cooked that or you just went here, my automatic reaction is that if you were telling me that in person, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, that looks amazing. So I literally write that and I send that. Yes. <laughs> you know, like it's like it's what would I say to you in real life? I'm just exactly. you over Insta. And that's a great piece of advice too for people because I think, and actually let's go to number seven because yes. this is kind of what my – little two cents on this one is, is oh, this is my instagram post that no, really well. I didn't even know. <laughs> so this is all about done is better than perfect so like you've just said suze that you will write to people like how you talk basically how you would say it to them so people can get really stuck thinking about their captions or just their content in general so sitting looking at the caption thinking that they have to sound like something that they're not or that they have to sound really smart or really clever, or really funny or any of that. But the best thing people can do is just write how they talk because that's going to be so much more personal and engaging for people. Um, so posting a photo, even if it's not perfect, going on to Instagram stories, even if their hair's not how they want it, it really doesn't matter. Um, just actually Recording that Instagram story, even it's messy in the background because it's actually more interesting for people to see rather than you up against a wall, I find. Because you're yeah. like, what's in the back? Oh, that's where I she I always went. say, have stuff in the background just from yeah. an interest perspective. Absolutely. You know, um, but, yeah, I just think that I always say, if you see me with a cat filter on, it's because <laughs> I look like crap. Yeah, I've got no makeup. Maybe the lighting's not great. Yeah. I don't really want to share something with you. So if you ever see me with a cat filter on, you know, <laughs> I'm not looking glam. <laughs> I'll take that. But done is better than perfect. I don't need to look perfect. I just want to talk to you. Exactly. And that's such great advice. So people, and also we find that the engagement that you get on those posts or just on any of your posts, because you are showing up, it's just going to be amazing. Whereas if people actually just put things off, they're just missing out on all that connection, all that engagement, sharing their business, growing their business because they're waiting until things are perfect, which is never going to happen anyway. Yes. Like just start now and show what, what's actually happening, that whole document thing. Just get that camera on or take that photo and share it and don't try and wait till you're further ahead than you, than you think you need to be and all that type of thing. And in your caption, if you're just so stuck writing the um, writing, think about if you're sending that post to a friend, what you would say and actually write something like that. Yeah, that took me a long time to get just because I've come out of corporate consulting world. Mm. Um, so even I still have to work at it because it's an yeah. automatic thing for me to go into. Therefore, 
when this had like a much more formal tone, but now I'm trying to like read things out aloud and think, you know, like jokingly, I've got a thing with a girlfriend. I'm like, oh, but goodness, did you see that? And I'm like, (laughs) I wrote that in a caption the other day because that's what I was like. If I was talking to Asa, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) So I'm trying to kind of, and that's the other thing is that when you do write like that, you show your personality, you show who you really are. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes you unique and different as opposed to just writing like everybody writes. Exactly. But it, for me, it's taken a bit of work to get there. Yeah. And actually, one thing that you can do and what others can do is think about, like, you might be thinking about your favourite member, your favourite community member, your favourite client. That's what I do. I'll think of one of them and I'll write my caption for them. I'll write my, that's who I'm creating the content for. So I'm just thinking about one person. I'm not thinking about, oh, my God, it's gonna, this post going to go out to, like, X many number of yeah. people. Or you're, th- or you're not thinking about just a whole faceless audience. Yeah. I wrote that in a caption the other day. Because, oh, yeah. yeah, around email marketing and that, is that I just think of Sam or Louise or Holly yeah. or any of the women in my community. And when I sit down and I write that email, it's as if I'm telling them what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's a good should help people when they're like worried about what they're writing. Just think, just write how you talk and just do it for one person. Think of one person, your favorite client, favorite customer, you can do it for them. Yeah, absolutely. <gasps> I loved all those tips, Emily. That was so good. I got lots yeah. out of that. <laughs> awesome. Well, I do think that my listeners are going to get a lot out of that. Like I said, I know that a lot of, you dear listeners um do use instagram already i know that you're using stories but i do think that there are some great tips in there for how to check what's working really well to really up your game with your hashtags to think about conversational copy and longer form so yeah i think that um it'll be interesting to see what else instagram does this year Always changing. I know. <laughs> I know. I did say the other day um, that Instagram, you can now do automatic or scheduled video posts, mm. which is great as well because that's always been a bit of a bane for me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, very good. Well, listen, thank you so much for today. That's been yeah. awesome. It's been great to that. Where can people find you? Sure. So I run day-to-day, I'm in my community. So I run a um, online community for basically women in business, sole traders, just starting out on their own, small business owners. And in there, they have access to all my different trainings around Instagram and different elements of their business. So um, that's what I do. But if And it's called? Oh, the Modern Marketing Collective. Yeah. So awesome. everything's on my website, emilyosman.com. And I've got some freebies. So if they go to emilyosman.com forward slash free, I've got an Instagram guide and all other goodies for them there too. Fantastic. And we will have all of your links on in the show notes. Um, uh, but where can they find you on Instagram? What is your handle? Sure, at Emily Osmond. Fantastic. And thank you so much for today. It's been great having you on. Pleasure, Suze. Loved it. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. There were so many good tips in there. I really enjoyed having the chat with them. I think she is a wealth of knowledge. I'm excited because she's going to be speaking at one of my events this year as well. So make sure that if you are in Melbourne and you haven't signed up to 
uh, get on my subscribers email. All of the events are on there so that you can keep up with workshops, breakfasts, dinners, random fun events that we have for women in business. Then make sure you do head to the Connection Exchange and sign up under our events page as well. But if you've got any questions, send me a DM or hit me up on Instagram because that's where I am most of the time. Otherwise, you can drop me an email at suzanne at theconnectionexchange.com. But thanks so much for hanging out. I hope you got a lot out of this. I'd love to know what your favorite tip was and feel free to share the podcast if you are listening to it in your Insta stories or on Instagram. I always love to reshare those as well. And if there's anything in particular that you would really love to know more about, uh, then let me know because I love creating podcast episodes on topics that I know are really hot for you at the moment too. So you can follow me on all my channels at Suze Chadwick. But until next time, have an awesome week and remember to keep playing big and branding bold.